It's the Daddy Cast Rewind, episode 13, recorded on November 24th, 2020. If you're a daddy like Petey Love or just wanting to learn more about the crazy world of fatherhood, you're in good company here at the Daddy Cast. Hey everybody, welcome to the DaddyCast Rewind. Welcome back. It is uh, two days before Thanksgiving here in 2020, the year of COVID, the year of our pandemic, the year that has just been absolutely nuts, but uh, things are, are, are going well here at the house. We have the boys home. They both came home this past weekend and uh, it's it's been fun. It's been fun having them around, been fun having the, the dinner table full uh, my youngest, Josh, actually made dinner for us tonight. He made shepherd's pie, which is uh, one of the one of the dishes that he has learned how to make over the years, and uh, he does a pretty good job with it. It's pretty tasty. He had one uh, one version of it that uh, the the beef wasn't quite uh, seasoned, <laughs> but uh, it was good. It was good tonight, so uh, he does a good job with that. Trying out something new. I've got a new um, pop filter on this. Uh, the sure mic. So it seems to be cutting in and out a little bit, but we'll hopefully, hopefully it'll work. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, we got the boys home. It's, it's been interesting as much as I seem to go through the empty nest syndrome when they left now with things being more active, uh, there's something going on all the time. There's noise all the time. It's like, wait a minute. I was kind of getting used to it being quiet, but uh, it, it's good to have them back. Good to have that energy back. Good to you know, have them to talk to and, uh, ben, our oldest, is showing us all kinds of TV shows that he's discovered. A lot of uh, a lot of cops shows, cop style shows of stupid people doing stupid stuff. So, hopefully, he is not learning what to do, but what not to do. That seems to be the case. But uh, having good times, it is, is definitely fun. Going back to the show from 2006, uh, it was in the springtime. It was almost spring break. And so one of the topics that we'll get to talks a little bit about travel. I will be playing a a clip from that show uh, about some travel suggestions, especially for younger kids. I tried to entice the boys to come on and talk about any travel related items they might remember, but they were too busy. So hopefully while they are home, my oldest uh, is going back to school for, he'll go back for a couple weeks, but uh, the youngest is here for, for at least a couple months. So um, it'll be good. And I'll, we'll get him on the show at some point talking. He's, he's usually pretty open to talking. He's just, you know, this, uh, this week kind of getting back in the groove and getting ready to go to grandma's house for Thanksgiving. He is, uh, just a little preoccupied, preoccupied. So episode 13 of the daddy cast. One of the things that I talked about in this episode was an article from fatherville.com. That was one of the websites that I used to watch uh, quite often, the, the different posts on there, the kind of the community that was built around that. And the, the topic of the article was baby makes three. 
And it was all about preparing to have your first child and how couples had to adjust with having a child. And, you know, it's just a, a big change, obviously, a huge change in your life. And that whole article and topic on Fatherville was about adjusting to that. One of the things that they mentioned in the article and that I kind of latched onto in the episode was having a dog, getting a dog as kind of a, a training mechanism for, for having a baby. And I mentioned in that episode that as soon as I got out of college, um, I got a puppy. And we really, we've had dogs for most of our lives, except for a gap uh, for several years when the, the kids were a little younger. And uh, we kind of had our hands full with the kids, didn't want to get a puppy at the time. But um, what it made me think about is that I had a dog getting out of college, pretty much got a dog right away, uh, had a dog all throughout until we had kids, and now we have kids and dogs, and now the kids have started to venture out. Uh, we're, we're experiencing the empty nest, except we still have dogs. And uh, part, of, part of that episode was about taking on the responsibility. And I you know, mentioned in that episode, I, I, I can't just go after work out to somewhere. I have to go home and feed the dog. And that's kind of where we find ourselves now is we have to get home and take care of the dogs. So even though we are empty nesters, we, we've got the, the boys out and on their own a little bit, but uh, the freedom is not there while you still have a dog. So the dogs are your kids in some way. I don't really buy into the whole fur baby thing. We're not dressing them up. We're not uh, taking them out in a stroller. But from a responsibility standpoint, from a parenting responsibility standpoint, you're kind of stuck in the same uh, set of responsibilities when you have a pet. So I guess cats are, are a little easier. You can feed them and they won't eat all of their food at one sitting and then throw up all over the place like a dog will. But uh, yeah, with the dogs, we, we have to maintain you know, being there at night, being there in the morning, you know, all those types of things. So it's, uh, it just made me think about how that responsibility of having a child in air quotes uh, has been there for many, many years, and uh, we're, we're still beholden to it. So, uh, yeah, never dull, never dull. But yeah, it's, um, I guess it, it's something that just kind of keeps you grounded. You, you can't go too crazy. You can't go to, you know, out to party or anything after work because you, you've got those responsibilities. Granted, we've got a dog walker. We uh, have weekends when we can escape and uh, have somebody watch them. So you, you get all those things, uh, much easier to find someone to come and walk your dog than to sit with your kids for several days. But, uh, yeah, it just, it just, again, made me think about how that responsibility has kind of been consistent for, uh, almost 30 years now. So makes me feel old saying that 30 years. Whew. Uh, on the topic of trip planning, I'm going to play a clip here of the, the trip planning advice that I had discovered back then. Again, that was gearing up towards going to spring break and, and traveling for the summer and that kind of thing. Now we've got the holidays, so it's a, an apropos topic for travel. But here is a clip from back uh, 14 years ago of what I had to say about travel. Also on the site I've talked about before, about.com with the fatherhood guide by Wayne Parker. 
Uh, his topic on there has been the summer road trip and had some good tips there because we are getting into the vacation season. I guess this week was kind of big for vacation with summer break or spring break for a lot of, um, of the school age children. And what he talks about is on your road trip, you want to first kind of take time to pick out your route and do some trip planning. And there's various sites you can go to to help with the trip planning. And uh, he says to include the kids, let the kids get involved in the trip planning so that they have some landmarks to look forward to on the trip. You don't want to just head out and have them shut in a car for several hours. You have something they can look forward to. Now, granted, they are going to do the are we there yet forever. You know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? But um, at least if you have some landmarks for them to, to look forward to, you can break the trip up a little bit. Also, it says, uh, he says in this article to, uh, make sure you have some fun and comfort items. You know, if they have a special blanket or something like that, especially if they're younger, give them that so that they have the little, little piece of home they can bring with them. Uh, also to do an equipment check that's on your vehicle or anything else. Make sure you've got, uh, everything ready to go, tuned up. You don't want to have a breakdown with two kids that are hungry. I mean, that's <laughs> being, being broken down the side of the road would be bad enough and having kids screaming at you because they haven't eaten in four hours and they're tired isn't going to help. So make sure the equipment's in order. And anything you're taking with you as well, if you are taking you know, a video camera or a digital camera, make sure you have batteries and everything so that you, you don't want to add any more frustration than you have to. You want to have everything planned as much as you can. Also, uh, plan time for fun and breaks. You want to always plan a little extra time. You don't want to be rushed for time by any means. And plan stops, like we said, set some milestones and places to stop, things to see. Uh, make sure you have restroom breaks so that nobody has an emergency and you just passed a rest stop. Um, and entertainment, we... Uh, when my when our second son was born, about a month later, we had a wedding to go to down in Florida, and so we packed up the kids, and uh, my in-laws went with us, and we rented a minivan, and we all headed down to Florida. The thing that saved the trick was the trip was that um, my then less than two year old. Uh, got to watch movies on a laptop, and that's pretty much what got him through it. I mean, that was a long trip. We weren't sure how it was going to work and took toys and stuff, but he did great because he could watch some movies. And so now, of course, every car you buy has the movies built in, and our Honda Odyssey has the DVD player built in, so it's uh, great to have that. Also along those lines, be prepared, have some snacks and stuff ready to go, and um, also some, some travel games and some other preparation. When we flew out to Nashville a year ago, uh, a tip that we got that seemed to work very well is we took some of the kids' existing toys and wrapped them up in some, you know, gift wrap and shoved all those in a book bag. And we went on the airplane and we were kind of worried about, you know, how the kids are going to react to the airplane, which my youngest kind of, uh, he didn't like it too much. He kind of curled up and said, we're going too fast. We're going too fast. And we got to listen to that the whole way from Charlotte to Nashville. But, um, Wrapping up the toys and giving them to them, it was like a big surprise. I mean, it, they didn't even realize they were their toys. I and mean, we found some old stuff that they hadn't played with in a while. But uh, just some little stuff. And we bought some little stuff, some little games and stuff like that, wrapped those up and, and give them to them. And that was just great. Every you know 15 minutes, they'd get something new they could unwrap, and it was a big thrill. We didn't even open all the stuff we took with us. We got to reserve some of it after we got home. That was kind of some special things. A couple weeks later, they were good or did something special. We'd say, okay, we're going to get the book bag, and you can open up another gift. So that worked out well. Another thing as far as being prepared is make sure you have an emergency kit uh, with some medical supplies as well as auto supplies. Again, just in case something does happen. So make sure all that's in order. But uh, So anyway, that was on About.com, the Fatherhood Guide, some summer road trip. And that's a series that Wayne Parker's doing over there. So go check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. 
All right, so there you have it, your basics for traveling with little kids. And uh, I think a lot of that stuff carries over. A lot of it is, I mean, having emergency stuff in the car, that's just something you probably want to do no matter what. And, you know, it, it's its some of the common sense stuff. One thing, though, in kind of looking back and where we have gotten to or came, came to, I, I'm going to butcher that really bad. Where we are now versus where we were then, uh, a lot of things change. I remember a major milestone, how liberating it was when the boys could finally get in the car themselves, when they didn't have uh, a car seat, when they were able to just get in, put the seatbelt on, ready to go. I mean, granted, that was it took a while, but it was just so liberating. You could just hop in the car and go. We also spent many years with travel soccer, travel volleyball, uh, high school sports, And you started to learn how to kind of pack for those things. And regardless of of how old the boys were and how easy it was for them to get in the car, they notoriously would forget things. So you'd have to go through the checklist. You get in the car. Do you have your cleats or your volleyball shoes? Do you have your jersey? Do you have this, that, and the other? You go through the whole list of things. Sometimes you'd show up to something and be missing uh, the right colored socks for soccer or, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, going through the checklist for travel was something we did uh, pretty much every Saturday and Sunday morning for years, just in those travel soccer games and travel volleyball. Um, But yeah, when you travel, when you, when you plan to go on those big trips, that's when you really have to go for snacks. Although, you know, going to a a soccer or volleyball game two hours away, you had to plan for snacks. Uh, But cameras. Uh, yeah, I was video, I would video record all their games. So my camera backpack was huge, but I got a huge backpack so that I could put everything in it, grab the backpack. I was ready to go. I didn't have to worry about picking up a bunch of different stuff. And I think that's a good thing. Even with uh, the younger kids is to have something that holds everything you need so that you're organized in that bag, have your go-to thing that Hey, tomorrow morning we've got to, we're going to go visit friends, family, whatever. I'm going to need diapers or I'm going to need snacks or I'm going to need toys to occupy or whatever. Have that one bag and just throw it all in there. And that way you can, over time, you know, maybe starting on a Thursday night, you can start packing stuff in your bag so you're ready to go Saturday morning. But yeah, for me, my camera bag was, was crucial, knowing that everything was in there that I could possibly need. I still caught myself sometimes forgetting stuff, but for the most part, I had <laughs> redundant stuff. I was a uh, you know, business continuity planning. I was ready to go. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the trip planning, again, the, with cold weather, this time of year going to soccer games, we used to have to pack warm clothes, a bunch of different layers, make sure that um, you know Josh had something to change into after the game in case it was raining. Uh we had seat heaters and, you know, chargeable jackets and all this stuff to, to stay warm. And trust me, if you forgot some type of, uh, some element of staying warm for me, it was the heated gloves were key cause I was running the camera. But, uh, if I forgot to charge them or forgot the right batteries or whatever, it, you, you tended not to forget that too many times. It was painful to be out in 30 degree weather and, uh, forget your, your warmth. Yeah, so the the trip planning, I think those are all good things uh, with uh, holidays coming up. Good to to know 
Uh, as the kids got older, uh, as we did flights or even in, in cars, they found ways to entertain themselves, whether it was just listening to music or watching a video or doing whatever. So nowadays, there's so many different ways to to entertain and iPads and built-in entertainment centers and uh, flying. Almost every flight we took had uh, the option for a movie. So it definitely helps a lot. So that's, uh, that's kind of it on travel. If you have any questions, as always, if you have any suggestions, if you have any comments, send them to daddycast at gmail.com. Again, that's daddycast at gmail.com. Would be happy to uh, kind of pick those topics up and talk about them again. The last segment that I had on that show, and it, it's something that I'm going to have to build on a little bit, but this is kind of, I guess, a, a teaser uh, it's about self-maintenance. It's about making sure that you as a parent, as an adult, as as anyone, are maintaining yourselves. And it was an article that I had read and, and some stuff. I really dug into some of the details, but it was uh, about your physical health, um, your spiritual health, your community, uh, mental health, and then a, a thing they called the golden half. So the golden half was to have half an hour a day to spend on self-improvement, some area of self-improvement. And it could be any of those other areas or, or something else, but just some, some, something to improve yourself. It also kind of gives you a, a little more um, well-being. You feel like you're growing, uh, have a little growth, and um, not a bad kind of growth like the doctor finds. But, you know, some type of, of growth. So physical health. Uh, my main thing back then and, and maintains today is to be in, in decent physical health so you can keep up with your kids. I remember years ago there was uh, my youngest went to a scrimmage, soccer scrimmage or practice or uh, it was like a training session. And they pulled some of the parents in to help play. And you don't want to be the the dad that's or mom that is, uh, you know, just can't just suck and wind, <laughs> can't keep up. Uh, so staying in physical health so you can keep up with them. Uh, we did a lot of trips to Disney and with those trips, it was a lot of walking, a lot. I mean, the days were full and you want to be prepared for those things. So you always want to be in, in decent physical shape. And we can talk a lot about that. Uh, there's there, I've had a lot of ups and downs and all arounds about physical fitness, um, I'm, I'm lucky that right now I'm probably in some of the best, uh, probably in the best shape of my life, but, uh, it, it takes work obviously. And it's something that you want to focus on. And especially when the kids are younger, you want to focus on that so that you can keep up with them. You can keep doing things with them and you can, you know, be that guy to show them how to, to play the sports and participate and do those things and, um, you know, not be, be stuck on the sidelines. Spiritual health, um, the boys and I, and, and you know, we all went to, to church uh, and different things. I grew up going to church. Um, it's not something that became a, a big part of our lives. And looking back, maybe that was a bad thing. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Probably not good to talk about religion and politics. But uh, that's one of the areas, spiritual health, that um, you, you kind of have to do a self-assessment. You have to do some self-maintenance on that, figure out what's right for you. And, and make sure that you have that area fulfilled in your life to be well-rounded. Uh, I'm going to skip community right now and go straight to mental health. Uh, one of the things that it, well, the article that I read back then recommended was to have a hobby. And I have found having hobbies definitely has helped to kind of give you something to focus on, to escape a little bit. Uh, it, it keeps you busy. 
sitting idly watching TV is for long periods of time is just not something that's for me. So having a hobby to hop to and to, to work on and or multiple hobbies, but just staying busy. And I think that's a, a big thing for self-maintenance, for your mental well-being. Uh, again, could be physical, could be spiritual, could be any your hobby, could involve these other things and, and really be something that will um, kind of keep it all together, kind of the glue that kept, keeps it all together and helps to reinforce those areas. Community. I, I would say this is an area that we did not focus on enough. And we really came to realize it when the boys were filling out their college applications and it was asking for different community service and those types of things. Granted, they did a lot of different service projects through school. Um, and there were things that we did for donating, you know, articles to Goodwill, uh, donating money to causes. But donating our time wasn't something we did a whole lot of. Uh, we, we tended to focus on, you know, the boys and their education, uh, their uh, athletics, athletics and academics. Um, and, and with that, uh, we didn't do a, a lot of focus on participating in, in giving our time to the community. And, uh, that is something that I more recently have been looking at a ways to help. And honestly, one of the things that I'm looking at right now is the local Salvation Army has set up their own media center. So they're, they're podcasting and doing that kind of stuff. And with my experience with podcasting and with uh, video, I thought, uh, Hey, I can, I can help there. So I'm looking into that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's something, uh, there, you know, there've been a few things we've done. I, I raised money for the Parkinson's foundation by running a couple different marathons and the boys got to see that as an example. Again, they had their service projects and, and things they worked on to raise money for causes and, and put time in towards causes. But, uh, in just looking at and listening to that article and the different areas of life to, uh, do that self-maintenance, I would say that's probably the, the area that we fell short on. And I hope the boys will pick up some more of that uh, in college and beyond, uh, find some you know philanthropic things they can do and uh, pursue those. So, yep, uh, like I said, physical health, spiritual health, mental health, and community. And then that golden rule, try to do a half an hour of improvement every day. You know, I've seen a lot of people do journaling and meditation and different things, and I've dabbled in in many different things in that area. I uh, definitely emphasize at work that everyone gets in some some personal development time, and uh, it's just good for you. It's good for you to try to improve and just continue to grow. Just don't get stagnant. But um, anyway, I'm not trying to preach to everybody, just uh, sharing what we had to say way back then. So like I said, this is holiday week. We uh, have Thanksgiving in a couple of days. We're heading up to uh, grandma and grandpa's up in Northern Virginia and uh, going to eat some turkey and lots of food and get fat and then have to uh, work on that mental or physical physical health uh, very soon. But um, yeah, it'll be good times, good times to see family and even among the uh, or within the guidelines of COVID and, and everything that we're it causes us to kind of think twice and to be cautious. Uh, we're we're going to be able to see some family, so that'll be good. That is about it for this show. Didn't want to go too long, plus there's some baking going on in the other room, so I found a window of time when there wasn't uh, any noise being generated from the kitchen that I could uh, record this, but I uh, probably need to get off before that noise starts again. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Again, uh, as I said last show, if you subscribe, if you can give us some comments on iTunes or whatever podcast uh, player you're using, uh, give us a rating, anything to do to help promote the show, we would appreciate it. Tell a friend 
And hopefully some people are getting some stuff out of this. Uh, I hope that's, you know, that's the, the whole purpose of this. I'm <laughs> not making any money on it. And I just want to get some of this information out there so that parents hopefully have a, a little easier time and can focus on their kids and, and less on wondering what to do. So any suggestions you have, send them to daddycast at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with another show. Thanks, everybody. Take care and happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.